We're starting the next mission in Brick Abbas. talks us to the fifth and final pair of the Zugas. Mehilal Bashamay. The mission says, Hilal Oimer, Hilal's as the Nasi. So the first part of what the, this pair of Zugas taught us, so Hilal tells us, and his lesson was, being among the students of Aaron, Oyev Shalom, Veredev Shalom, someone who loves peace, someone who pursues peace, Oyev Esabrios, Umakarbanatar. So we see a number of different instructions. Not just that a person should love peace and love people and bring them to Torah, but there's a specific instruction also to be from the students of Aaron. And the question is obviously, why does that add? to what's said afterwards. If we're just describing the mitzvahs of Aaron, there would be enough to say. A person who loves peace, pursues peace, what does it add to the person is to actively try and be like a student of Aaron? So, let's see the morale. He says, These are the fourth pair of leaders that Christ shall have. And they came, they came to teach us the right approach to a Musar Godel, to a major principle, and that is, This world is more likely to bring to Machlaikas more than anything else. Why is it like that? The nature of the world is a world of separation. And that's why the Machlokas is something which is expected to happen. Why is it like that? Why is the nature of the world something which brings to Machlokas? So the principle is like this. The Yisait explains when HaKadosh Baruch creates the world. He creates separate elements. And there are separate elements with separate properties, uh, pulls in different directions, if I want to call it like that. And being as they're opposites, so each one pulls in a different way. And in that sense, you're going to have a sense of machlokas. There's going to be a sense of divisiveness. For example, Hashem creates water and Hashem creates fire. They're both essential building blocks in the Bria, but each one has a different nature. So there's a natural, so to speak, contrast between the nature of fire and the nature of water. And when the two are put together, there's going to be a certain struggle between them. That's the nature of Olamazah. As opposed to a spiritual world where the elements of spirituality is the same, and everything works together because all works as part of the same principle, as part of the same concept. Which is why in the spiritual realm, there's, the natural situation is one of shalom, one of peace. I say shalom yim raimov. Sakadish Baruch Hu makes shalom in the Shemayim, that's the nature of the Shemayim. We see the Malachim work together as a perfect team. They all accept and give to each other, work together to to bring to Makabal Akadish Parabas Kadusha in perfect unison. That's uh, because they all work with the same principle. 
whereas a physical world which is created with elements which are diametrically opposed to each other, so then for sure, they're very far apart. But the nature of the world is even the elements Hashem created in this world are very different from each other. And that's why there's more of a likelihood that there's going to be uh, a certain tension, a certain discord in this world. So this world is more than to Machlaikis, and that's going to affect people as well. It's going to affect people also that they're also going to be more prone to be involved in Machlaikis. And he's, the Maral proves that, and he says, the first day that people were created, there was already an argument between Cain and Havel, between the two of them. How much it's likely this world is going to get embroiled in an argument, in disagreement. Because the nature of this world is Oilam Achiluk. That's why he says, So the first point and the importance of looking to create peace is because the nature of the world is not like that. A person has to overcome, so to speak, the natural tendency of Machlokas by being roidif, to run after peace, to try an, an extra hard, so to speak, to make that Asharim. And when there is that chiluk in this divisiveness in this world, so a person who has able to overcome that can try and make a chibur, bring the world together rather than it being something which is separate, rather than something which is divided. That's the background. So the point of Hillel is to, so to speak, give us direction how to bring to Shalom. But now come the questions on the language Hillel uses. You can ask a lot of questions on Hillel. Be one of the students of Aaron. It's for sure true. It was the nature of Aaron. It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah, this my love Aaron. And that's really a question. If that was so much a part of who Aaron was, or Aaron so to speak, bequeaths to Kral Yisrael. So why does the Torah never mention this matter that he had? And the only, the only reference to it in the Tanakh is Rak, Kiramaz Akosov in Malachi, at the very end of the Nevim. It talks about the Koyan and it says, He went with me with peace and straight. He brought people back from doing Avera. And uh, that would be the Oyev Sabrius Makarv in the Torah. And that's not what Hill would rely on to say that everybody should know this was the middle of Aaron. There's It's not that first. And if he's just repeating the Pasuk, says the Maral Maybe he loved peace. But where is he he loved people? So he will say more than that. So where do you see all these things were part of the nature of Aaron? Where do you see that a person has to have be a Talmud of Aaron? Why would it not be enough to say that a person should be an Ayyush Shalom Baradim Shalom? Maybe Aaron was on a higher level. He was a Kohen Gadol. 
as a Kaddish, it's much more holy. Where do you see there that same you said that a person can emulate him in these measures? You wouldn't have to just say the measures on their own. But I kasha. In other words, Marat is asking the same question from both angles. And the question is, why does Hillel need to say both? Why does he have to say, be a Talmud of Aaron? And at the same time, tell us the Midas that Aaron represented, that Aaron had, that in no way a person can be a Talmud of it. On the one hand, you can just tell us what the Midas are that a person should try and emulate. On the other hand, on the other hand, there's the if you're going to say that a person should be a Talmud of Aaron, in what way do you want him to be a Talmud of Aaron? Now that's the first Mishnah of Hillel. Here we have a second Mishnah of Hillel as well. And that the Maharal is going to ask on the next few questions, what's the connection of the second Mishnah to the first? That position will see the questions when we get to the second Mishnah. Okay, so that's uh, the questions the Maharal asks. Like I said, the other questions, when you see the second Mishnah, we'll get to the questions the Maharal asks on that one. So the Mara comes to explain. And he says, I will perish Aaron. The explanation of what Hillel meant when he gave an instruction, be a Talmud of Aaron. Because Aaron was a Kohen Godel. And the Maira of the Kohen Godel is, The Kohen Godel was the unifying factor within Klai Yisrael. There's only one. Actually, Yisrael am Echot. He was the one person that represented everybody, and that's what brought all Israel together. Okay. As opposed to Dayanim, maybe Nasim, Nevim, other levels of spiritual greatness in the Jewish people, there wasn't a rule that could only be one at a time. Whereas when it came to Kongoral, there could only be one. Just like there was one Besamek, there was one Mizbech, it was centralized. Same thing, there was one Kongoral. Almost not like the nations which can have a number of priests or a number of places of worship. When Korach came to dispute the fact that Aaron is a coin, and maybe he wanted it to be more coin than just one, Moshe responded to him and he said, In the ways of the Goyim, there could be lots of coin. And they can all come and do a void on their own, each separate. And then it will be possible to have lots of different people fulfilling the same function. But Ba'as is not like that. One Hashem, one Torah, one Kohen Gadol. What's the idea of the one? It's a unifying factor. It's a unifying factor. So just like everybody has to obey the same Hashem, Everybody has to keep the same Torah. Everybody has to be only regular to the same base Amikdash. It's the same thing. Everybody has the Kohen Gadol who is representing them. And that's the function the Kohen Gadol is playing over here. One of the jobs of the Kohen Gadol is to be the one to represent the Jewish people to Hashem. He's the one who brings the Avodah, who does, brings Kapara, does the Avodah on behalf of everybody. So the whole Kais has been represented by one Kohen Gadol. That brings Israel together. He's the representative of everybody, and the matter that is a unifying fact in Israel. And 
And that is connected to Kayashal, they should all be one. And this is the Yisait. The principle, let's just speak it out a little bit. And that is that what brings people together, if we all being represented by the same person, so then there's a fact that which unifies everybody. And if the Kohen Godla is the one who's doing the Avodah and on behalf of the whole Klai Yisrael, so then again, that's a factor which brings Klai Yisrael together. Now, in order to be able to do that job, Aaron had to be a representative of everybody. If Aaron would only be representing a part of Klai Yisrael, so to speak, his camp, as opposed to the opposing camp, he's not doing his job. The job of the Kohen Gadol is, I'm here as the Shlich of everybody. I'm here as a Kohen Gadol who's representing everybody. So by the very virtue of the fact that he's a Kohen Gadol, that means that he has to be the Shliach of the Tzibur. He has to be the one who is uh, standing there for the whole Tzibur. And if he's not doing that, he's not doing his job. And we see an example of something similar today. By the Kohen, when the dinner, the Kohen today have a mitzvah to Mavarech as Yisrael, to bless Ta Yisrael. And it has to be that the Kohen Gadol, wants, the Kohen is giving the Brinkus Kohen, has to want to bless everybody. And that's what's brought in the that if the people in the shul that the coin doesn't get on with, and he doesn't want to be them, so to think, I'm only being uh, a conduit of bracha, I'm only bringing bracha to those people who are on my side, and not to the opposition, you shouldn't do the, the idea of dochening is you're, a, you're a, chef, a, like a channel of shefa for everyone. So that's why it's in, important that Dafka the coin, who's the one who's representing Klai Yisrael, so to speak, has to be a ma'achet, has to be a unifying force in Klai Yisrael. And if there would be different factions within Klai Yisrael, each with their own Kayan, who's representing them, we'd be missing the point. Because then each part of Klai Yisrael would be, so to speak, further separated from the others. And it's tough for the fact that there's a Kayan Gadol who is only coming as the Shliach of the entire Jewish people. On behalf of the entire Jewish people, then the matter that's representing Klai Yisrael as one. So that's the first aspect of the unifying factor of the Kohen God. There's a deeper point here as well. And that is the Kohen really fulfills two roles. The Kohen fulfills two roles. On the one hand, he is the representative of the Jewish people who is coming on their behalf to daven to Hashem, to bring Karbanas, to bring about kapara, to bring down bracha. He's the shliach of Klai Yisrael. On the other hand, he's the shliach of Hashem. And he's the one who is Hashem's agent, so to speak, to bring bracha to the Jewish people. It's the same person who brings out Phyllis or Akabonus to Hashem, and it's the same person who brings down Hashem's bracha to us. That's why there's a connection between the void of the coin and the bracha of the coin. Now, if we were two people wanting to negotiate something, and we'd each have somebody we're sending as our representative, so that would lead to machlekes, because each person is representing the best interests of the person who sent him, of his client. So, same thing when it came to avoid the Shemai. If there would, let's say, be one person, his job would be to represent Klai Yisrael. And somebody else's job would be to represent Hashem. In other words, it would be one part that Aravoyda went up to Shemaim and a different track. Now Hashem sent Bracha down here, so there could be a mock up for period as well. 
the one person would be representing us, the other would be representing Hashem. They're coming from two different perspectives. But the way HaKadosh Baruch set it up is it's the same person. It's the same Kohen Gadol who's representing the Jewish people, and it's the same Kohen Gadol representing Hashem. And Yemen, that has to bring to Shalim. That has to bring to Shalim. A person can only represent both sides of a, of a situation. Look, at, look out for the interests of both parties. If Be'atzim is doing something which everybody is going to be happy with, which is good for everyone. So the Maral answers his first question. And that is, why doesn't the Torah talk about the Maila of Shalom that Aaron had? The answer is, that's part and parcel of being a Kohen Gadol. A Kohen Gadol can't do the job if he wasn't that factor in Klai Yisrael, which is going to unite everybody. And not just unite people, but he's also going to call Shalom ben Yisrael Avim Shabbat Shemayim. He's also going to bring about Shalom between Klai Yisrael and Hashem. Because the Kohen also has to have the two sides of representing the Jewish people and representing Hashem. And it has to be in a way which is what he's doing is therefore representing both of them. Just as an aside, that's why part of the reward that Pinchas got for what he did was to be given the, the promise of the Kohana because Pinchas's action really did both of these things. On the one hand, he was standing up for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and uh, standing up for Kiddush Hashem and punishing those who did flagrant so willfully what Hashem wanted. On the other hand, he was protecting Klai Yisrael. There was a plague which was raging. People were dying. And this was a way to protect Klai Yisrael. He was able to synthesize what was best for Klai Yisrael and best for Hashem. And he made it. That's the, the dual role that the Kohen Gadol needs to play. And for that, he needs to create Shalom. That's what Hashem tells him. He was able to bring about that Shalom. That was the grandson of Aaron. It was also a Talmud of Aaron. The ability to create Shalom that way. So that's the first point. Now he says, That's what is also important for Aaron to try and create peace between people. That there shouldn't be that division, there shouldn't be that separation between them. And the same thing, he brought people closer to Hashem. Through the components that they would bring, to bring people closer to Hashem, so to speak, be their spokesman to ask and they ask what they needed for Hashem. But in order to do that, Aaron to represent Hashem as well. That's the way Aaron used to bring people close to the Torah. Now, Kamidrash tells us that he would give people Musa to come back to doing the right thing. If you saw a sinner who had done something wrong, because that was part of the middle of Aaron, to unite everyone. Just like Aaron was the one who would work on Israel's behalf to bring down what was good through the Korbanus, and in order to do to work on behalf of Israel and to do what's best for them, it had to be that Aaron really wanted what was best for them. Aaron was willing to put himself out to help them. So for sure, we ask the question, where do you see Aaron as the eye of Israel? The answer is partial. Again, it's part of the job. If your job as a Kohen Gadol is to work as the Shliach of the Jewish people, to bring them bracha for them. 
then it has to be someone who's interested in helping them. And that's why we saw the same thing, that the, the ability to bless Klai Yisrael is it should be with love. And if a coin doesn't love the Tzibur, it shouldn't be blessing them. It's missing in the nature of what a coin is meant to have. And that is to connect people, a person has to be connected to people. To cause love between people, a person has to be able to love them both. Because the way I represent somebody is the way I want somebody else to see them. And therefore, if I'm trying to repair a rift between Ruben and Shema, I'm trying to convince Shimon why you should like Reuben. It's only going to be genuine if I like Reuben. And it's only the other way around. If I'm now going to Reuben and try and convince him to like Shimon, it's only going to come across as authentic if I like Shimon myself. So if Aaron's job was to try and bring people to love each other, it would only be because he loved both of them. And therefore they would take their cue from him. They would get that inspiration from him how to relate to both of them. It's not just that a person should be Oyev Shalom, Oyev Shalom. Rather, Aaron was the paradigm. Aaron was the example. Aaron is the way that people could learn this midah. Aaron was unique in the area. And himself, more than anybody else. If you're going to do the same thing, then you two are going to be one of the Talmudim of Aaron. That's the Ikar Madrag of Aaron, who are you? Kohen Gadol. In that that he was a Kohen Gadol, is You had to ensure that there's an overall sense of Shalom between people in each other, between people and Hashem. That was the job of the Kohen. So Aaron wasn't just his nature, it was also his calling. Being the Kohen Gadol means you're going to be the one to be the factor which unifies Kaisal with each other. You're representing everybody. Everyone needs the Avoida, everyone needs the Kapara of Yom Kippur. And you're the one who's acting as everyone's agent. And therefore, everyone has to feel you're the person who's there for them. They have to be happy with you, the shliach. And at the same time, you're representing Hashem. And therefore, you have to be able to make shalom between Yisrael and 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 somebody who's going to try and emulate that is really becoming a Talmud of Aaron. So the first point, the first two questions of the morale we've answered. The first question, where do you, where does, why doesn't the Torah talk about Aaron's Midah of Shalom? The answer is it would be impossible to be a Kongodal without that. And where do we see this Midah by Aaron? By the very virtue of the fact that he was a Kongodal. But now we have a question on Hillel. Because Hillel says a person should also be an Ayyah Shalom, Baradah Shalom. A person should also be somebody who causes peace between people and connects people to Hashem. But how does he be a Talmud of Aaron? They're good midrash to have, but to be a Talmud of Aaron, how am I going to do that? We're not a Kohen Gadol. So we aren't the ones necessarily representing each other to Asha. So in what way is a person going to have that same ability to be the 
unifying factor which is going to create Jada. So the MS is, it's not just the din of the Kohen God. This is a clear halacha in Yerachayim. Halacha is talking about Shliach Tzibur. Because to some extent the Shliach Tzibur is also the representative of the Tzibur. He's the Shliach, he's the Shliach of the Tzibur. He's, he's so to speak, speaking on their behalf to, when, he davens, on, when he davens. And when we elaborate more on the role of the Shliach Tzibur, specifically on the Yom and the Rome, so we say this. That the, the Shliach Tzibur says, I'm the Shliach, I'm the agent who's coming on behalf of all the people I'm representing. And in order to be a Shliach Tzibur, he has to be Merutzel Akal. It means everybody's happy that he's the one representing them. And if there are people that he's not representing, if there's an argument in the Tzibur, he's taken one side, and the other camp dislikes him, you can't be a Shliach Tzibur for them. Because he's not their representative. Which is why it's brought in the halakha that the Shliach Tzibur has to be careful to be above any communal politics. He shouldn't take sides in any machlaikas. Because when that happens, he's no longer representative of everybody. And of course, the best thing would be if he would be a if, if everybody likes him, everybody wants him to be the Shliach Tzibur, then he's going to be a force which can counter that divisiveness. He can be a unifying factor. In that way, he can be a Talmud of Aaron. In that way, he can be a Talmud of Aaron because he is coming as someone who represents the Tzibur. And the truth is, the Shliach Tzibur maybe is given that job by everybody. He's appointed to be the representative of everybody. But the MS is every time a person doesn't, as part of a Tzibur, as part of a group, as part of a community. So he may, may not be the official representative of the community, but he can do it, he can decide himself, I want to be in that capacity. Like Rav Nisengon says in his video, I'm not just doing for myself, but for myself and for everybody else here in the Tzibur. I saw the Lord Sidurim who writes in brackets that only the Shliach Tzibur is meant to say that line. Because he's doing behalf of everybody else. And I think it's a big mistake. I don't believe him. Listen to God and say the line only because he's a Shliach Tzibur. No, maybe officially the Shliach Tzibur has been appointed to doing behalf of everybody. But even unofficially, that's something everybody can do. I can doing for myself and for everybody else. I can speak up on their behalf. And here's the same point. If I'm going to dive on behalf of the entire tzibur I'm part of, then that means I'm representing everybody. Now we have a rule in halacha that a person can be a shliach if he's appointed formally to represent somebody, but we pass on shliachs in time shliachs too. And if I'm doing good for people, then I de facto become their agent, even if I wasn't formally appointed. If I'm going to dive for everybody in my tzibur, so midin zachin. The fact that I'm doing them a service, I'm doing something which is good for them, I become a kind of shliach as well. And if I'm looking to daven on behalf of everybody, I'm interested in everybody's good, I'm interested in helping the entire table, then I become a Talmud of Ara. I become a Talmud of Ara in the sense I'm also now promoting uh, that, that fact that everybody should be, should be blessed, that I want good for everybody. It's a certain unifying factor. It's the Ayyab Shale. And we say this in the Dabini. Not just the Shriya Tibur, all of us. That's us all together. We all want to be blessed. We all learn for each other. That's the same unifying factor. But that's the second point. And that is, 
if a person understands it from the other perspective too. And that is, of course, we dive into Hashem on behalf of each other. Hashem, bless us all. Give us all what we need. Give us all, Baruch Share us with your blessings. But think of it from the other perspective. Why does Hashem need to be convinced of that? You don't think He wants to give us bracha? You don't think that's what He would love to do as well? Of course it is. Except, if people are doing the wrong thing, it's preventing Hashem doing that. So we can represent people and ask what's good for them. We can take the other side, represent Hashem. Hashem also wants to give bracha. If people would listen to Him, He'd be much more, much more able to. And then the idea of trying to go the other way around and trying to bring people to a stage where they were able to receive the bracha, so to speak, representing Hashem's interest as it were, at the same time, so then we're being even more like the kind God. We're being miyached, we're uniting, not just people in the fact that we all want bracha, but we're presenting both sides. We want people to get bracha, but on the other hand, we want people to deserve the bracha so Hashem can give it to them. And when a person understands how sure the Kohen Gadol was nominated and appointed for the position, that everybody can put together, pull together both sides, unite unite his tefillah for the whole Kohen Gadol, and at the same time understand that tefillah is also meant to be a way for people to reconnect to Hashem. So then that's also creating shadow. And that's what the Gemara says about Tzibur also. That if a person davens as part of a Tzibur, for the Tzibur, so it's also a concept of Shalom Yasili. It's creating that Shalom. And that's the way that a person can follow in the footsteps of Ara. He can be Hevemi Talmud of Shalara. And the fact that he looks for ways to bring Klai Yisrael together, and even more than that, to create a Shalom between Klai Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch We say that. Who Yasi Shalom Uleinu Valkol Yisrael. That uh, the result of the Atfilah should be it creates Shalom between us and Hashem and also between us and the whole of Kali Yisrael. And that was really the job of the Kohen. The job of the Kohen God. To be the person, the unifying factor between Kali Yisrael and between Kali Yisrael and Hashem. The Gemara says, the Gemara asks the question, are the Kohen the agents of Hashem or the agents of Kali Yisrael? In one place the Gemara answers the question, in other place the Gemara doesn't, because the truth is there's an aspect of both of them. The coins working simultaneously for Hashem's best interests and for Kaisal's best interests. And to be able to represent both sides, a person has to be that Ayyam Shalom. And what he's doing is what everybody would want. What he's doing is what's best for everyone.